Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Yes, they did over the uh, University of Minnesota last week. And Brett Mielma's team is rolling now. And the head coach of the Fighting Illini joins us now on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line with Carriker and Smallman on 101 ESPN. Brett, thanks so much for your time this morning and congratulations on that latest win. Thank you, Randy. Appreciate it. Uh, Join a little bit of a bye week and then uh, jump into our last two weeks of the regular season uh, with uh, Iowa Northwestern. So a couple of big weeks in front of us. Coaches, I watch your team play. I, I sense that they're on an upward trajectory. And even when you don't come out on top, your team is playing pretty good, pretty clean football. How do you feel about in your first year, obviously uh, still early in the program's existence under you, how do you feel about the trajectory of the program right now? You know, um, I definitely have, have liked, uh, you know, the progress that we've made. Uh, some of the stuff is very visible on the field. Some of the stuff is things I see kind of, uh, on a daily basis here in the building, um, you know, as, as we all know, you, you notice these little details and these little things um, uh, that really don't become, uh, you know, in the in the light, uh, so to say, um, uh, as often as you'd want. But uh, I, I love the attitude. I love the demeanor. Um, we got a lot of really good players that uh, are, are starting to play their best football here at the end of the year. And that's what you obviously want. Coach, one component of your team that certainly made progress is the defense. They continue to take step forward, steps forward this season. Tell me about your defensive co- coordinator, Ryan Walters. What has he been able to do to get this defense to where it is? Michelle, he's just uh, really done a good job, I think, of you know playing uh, playing the players' strengths and minimizing their weaknesses. Uh, I, I think as a as a program, we always try to game plan around uh, you know what what does an opponent like to do? How do we make them play a little left handed? How do we how do we make them you know, do something they don't really love to do um, and force them down that path. But, uh, you know, the biggest thing is, you know, I think Ryan is able to relate to our players on a daily basis, not just not just on game day, uh, but we're going out to a Wednesday practice here uh, in about an hour and a half. And I think he just really has an, Id- an idea of how to get those guys to ready to go on a Wednesday practice during the bye week just as much as he does for a Saturday game day. Uh, against Minnesota. Brett Bielma, head coach of the Fighting Illini, with us on 101 ESPN. How much recruiting takes place during the bye week? <laughs> you know, um, it, it is unique. We got two bye weeks uh, because of the uh, the game that we played in week zero, uh, which I love. Um, it, it, bye weeks are completely different than any other time of the season where you're into a normal game week where it's kind of you're pressing, you're pressing, you're pressing to try to get the game plan, install uh, practices. But uh, I took off Sunday. Um, I was uh, in, uh, I believe, four different states Sunday and Monday. Uh, came back late Monday night. I uh, was with a couple coaches. Uh, we're, we're working pretty hard, diligent yesterday and t- uh, today. Uh, and Thursday, we'll have an early morning practice with myself and the coordinators. But many of my assistants will will take off across the country and get in some some really good uh, recruiting days Thursday and Friday. So uh, it's a, it's a it's an awesome time because obviously the reception has become very very positive and getting some great feedback while we're on the road. And how about your players, Coach? You're coming off another big road win, another big upset, and now you have the bye week. Are you worried that that might disrupt momentum at all for your players? Well, it's, it's kind of a unique time, right? So, um, you know, the, the guys uh, definitely have, have done this before, right? The Penn State win, the, the thing 
that I kind of wanted them to hear in my message after the game was, hey, let's let's act like we've done this. Uh, we actually talked about it during the course of the week because when we're preparing for Minnesota and in the road game to go up there, I'm like, listen, um, you know, obviously coming out of the Penn State game, we didn't handle it as well. We wanted the next week. So let's go up here, take care of business, and then act like we've been here. Um, and it's just been a lot of really positive things, uh, especially for some kids in the St. Louis area. I can't tell you. Isaiah Williams, the way he battled to get in the end zone on that first touchdown, um, uh, he definitely making St. Louis proud. And then uh, also uh, Keith Randolph and, and uh, um, you know, Shimon Cooper. There's just a lot of guys uh, from the St. Louis area that have, you know, to continue to shine out and, and I think have their best football in front of them. As you look around and you spent some years in the pro game, but you've been a head coach and you've been a head coach within this region to Wisconsin. You recruited from St. Louis to Arkansas. You were right there on the border. How do we do in Missouri, in Southern Illinois, in terms of producing football players? Really good. Um, you know, the numbers are what they are. I think uh, the thing that attracted me to the Illinois job was, Obviously, the in-state talent of Illinois, not only, you know, everybody automatically from the outside world kind of gravitates towards Chicago, um, but there's a lot of really good players downstate in central Illinois and, and in the south. And then uh, to be so close to the, uh, uh, the the recruiting base of the St. Louis area on both sides and, and just good coaches, right? Like, they're good coaches. They care about their players. They got good program. Um, you know, when you get a young man in your program that's 18 years old, uh, by that time, he's kind of formulated, you know, kind of who he is, right? The way he works, the way he prepares, uh, a simple things about, you know, how he attacks the academics, how he how he treats women, you know, like the respect factor that he has for, for the people um, that aren't like him. Like, there's just a lot of variables that go into it. And uh, I, I've been a huge fan of the St. Louis area kids and downstate Illinois just because I've seen those things be important and the programs they grew up in, and that correlates into what we get then here at the program when we have them as a true freshman coming in the door. Coach, whenever I watch your team play, I always notice the physicality. So when I saw this quote from you, I said, oh, of course, that makes sense. I saw you say that you've been challenging your players that the most physical team would win the game. As you continue to build this program and develop the identity of what a Brett Bielma Illinois program is going to be, how important is physicality to you? It, it's important. Um, you know, one of the things that really – uh, you know, paid attention to in my or, or my existence as a head coach is what do teams say about you before you play them and what do they say about you after you play them? And, you know, physicality isn't something that you can tap somebody on the head on Saturday and say, hey, let's go be physical today, right? Like you you really have to ingrain that into your DNA as part of who you are every day of your world, um, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Um, you can't fake it. You can't, uh, you know, just – give this persona, hey, we're going to be physical today. you got to live it. Uh, it's got to come out of your soul. So um, I think we're trending in that direction. And, you know, physicalness uh, and, ability to be, and ability to be physical doesn't just rely on, on O-linemen and D-linemen and line of scrimmage players. Like uh, like I mentioned, Isaiah Williams, I made a point to the team. I showed that play uh, on, on Sunday to our roster. Like, listen, here's the, the guy that maybe in the uh, uh, physical department has the smallest weight, the uh, those, the shortest uh, uh, measuring stick, uh, but you can't measure his heart, you can't measure his soul, and you can't measure his mind. And he was physically tough on that two-yard play to get in the end zone uh, to get to past two players that were unblocked. And, and again, that's the physicality we talk about. It's different uh, from a Jordan Slaughter, right, who uh, is unfortunately not with us this, this spring or this fall because of an injury, but uh, he's a kid that uh, is, is showing physical toughness to me every day, and I think that'll show up 
even though he's not on the game field with us, I think this spring it'll show up in a big way. Brett, Michelle just talked about building an imprint, and we've talked about the culture that you're building. And I'm curious because when you took over at Wisconsin, Barry Alvarez had things going. He retired. You took over a a good program, took over at Arkansas. They had had some good years and then they were scandal ridden, but it it wasn't a program that, that had had four or five bad years in a row. How is rebuilding the culture at Illinois different than places where they've had recent success? Well, um, it's not just within your program, right? I I think the part that, uh, jumped out to me and the more time I spend here, it's just overall at the university, right? So it's, it's in the athletic department, it's in the academic department. It's, uh, it's in the, on the field on campus. It's, uh, in the, uh, the people that touch our, our players on a daily basis in the, uh, uh, support systems that they have, right? Like, um, when we beat Penn state on the road, people lost their mind, you know, like, I'm like, we, we, we just beat a ranked team. Okay. Congratulations. Let's see what we do next. All right. And, um, we obviously had a sub back against Rutgers and, and, and players are going to gravitate towards what they're being told and what they're being, uh, uh, you know, believed to be true. And we only get about, you know, a three or four hour window, four or five times a week here. We only get up for 20 hours a week. There's a lot of time outside of our program where they have outside influences telling them how good they are, what they did. And congratulations. Like, we're not even close to where we need to be. Um, you know, I go back to when we beat Charlotte, everybody's excited. And, and believe me, I know Charlotte's a good program and did it, but like, you know, I didn't come here. I'm sure they didn't come here as players to beat a non-power five team at home. We came here to win games in the big 10. Um, it shouldn't be the surprise when we beat a ranked team on the road. It should be more of the norm. And, and I think when we get that across to not only our football team, but everybody in this university and our fan base, uh, that's when we'll begin to have sustained success. Something Josh Whitman and I have continued to talk well about. Um, a lot of conversation with Brad Underwood, our men's basketball coach, since he came here, the, the things he needed to do to get that culture to flip. And uh, It's a daily grind. It's one that's awesome, um, but it's going to take a little bit of time to get there. Coach, as you mentioned, bye week this week, but as we look forward to your next game, you have number 20, Iowa, on November 20th. As you look at Iowa, what are some challenges that the Hawkeyes present? You know, um, they're a team that's built on a lot of the same principles that, that uh, um, we believe in. I actually uh, was a coach under Kirk Ferentz uh, his first three years there at the university, so I know how he built that thing and what he's been able to sustain. Um, kind of a unique thing this weekend. They're playing Minnesota, right? So uh, to be on the heels of what we just played, uh, our players will be able to watch that game on Saturday as coaches uh, and kind of digest what they knew uh, they did last week and how it matches up against them. So kind of a, a nice break in the schedule there that we get to watch that. When we played Penn State during our bye week last last time, they actually had a bye week as well, so we didn't get a, a chance to watch them in the in, in the bye week. So this is kind of a really nice opportunity. Um, I got our guys locked into it. Today we'll we'll have a practice that about half of it will be on Iowa prep, about half of it will be on, on good on good and, and getting better ourselves. Hey, Coach, one more thing from me. If you win two more games, you're bowl eligible. Is that something that you use as a carrot for the players that you even think about? You know, uh, Randy, from a uh, head coach's point of view, during bye week, you always kind of look at, at, at the world of uh, college football, you know. But when I began to hear the chatter of that, uh, you know, back several weeks ago, I just it literally, fellas, you know, to think about the end of the year is, is ridiculous because the only way we're going to get there is by doing what we have to do in front of us. So, um, to get to that conversation, they got to take care of this week, right? Um, and I this week, I don't mean Iowa. I mean they got to take care of this bye week we're in. If we don't get better this week, we don't have a chance next week. So 
Um, we'll jump into our bye week preparation pretty good here yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Um, we'll, we'll get a little bit of a jump on Iowa. But Sunday, uh, it's going to be all about the black and gold. It's all going to be about what we need to do to have 74 guys go to Iowa City and play a, a Big Ten road game against a ranked opponent um, and, and see where we're at at the end of it. Uh, but uh, I, I know they're hearing it from the outside world. They're not going to hear it from me. <laughs> I, I promise you I love to be the humbler. Um, and, uh, you know, if they start thinking about the end of the rainbow, they're definitely never going to get there. Coach, enjoy this bye week. Thanks so much for the time. We always like talking to you, and we'll do it again soon. Thank you, Rand. Thank you, Michelle. I, uh, I know. I, I. That is the head coach of the Illini, Brett Bielma on 101 ESPN. Everything's getting more expensive these days. Gas, rent, and even your music. While other music services keep jacking up their prices, Live One is letting you lock in the best music membership at the best price. Live One Plus is just $3.99 per month. Get all your favorite music ad-free, along with unlimited skips and maximum audio quality. Beat inflation with the best deal in music at just $3.99 per month. Visit liveone.com slash best music to get Live One Plus now. When you think about something that brings out the best in us, it usually involves helping someone else. By donating plasma at a Griffel Center, you can help save millions of lives and show your good side to the world. You'll join thousands of people who donate safely each week, so patients get the plasma-derived medicines they rely on. And you'll be rewarded up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.